You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode number 191. I have an amazing guest today, and I know I say that all the time, but I swear I am so lucky to have amazing people on this podcast constantly. And today I have Melanie Weller. And the super fun thing about what we're going to be discussing in a second is I actually, as soon as I met her, was like, I need you. And so I've actually worked with her and will be able to share a little bit about my personal experience. So now that I've piqued your interest even more, let me introduce you. So again, her name is Melanie Weller, and she's a medical visionary with a paradigm-shifting process to access genius, health, and flow in your body and business using the vagus nerve as a portal to health, growth, and success. Melanie brings over 25 years of experience to her leading-edge systems where she leverages vagus nerve principles for visionary development performance enhancement, and fine-tuning genius. Melanie is a physical therapist, board-certified orthopedic clinical specialist, certified athletic trainer, and a certified exercise expert for aging adults. And you can find her at embodyyourstar.com. And of course, that link will be at the show notes. But welcome, Melanie. Thank you so much, Kirsten. What I love about what you do is it really combines, I mean, I think things that we think of that are a little woo-woo, right? But with science and yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm so looking forward to this conversation to let more in the world know about your work and to share a little bit of the experience I had in working with you. So first, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about the work that you're doing and the impact that you're making in the world? Sure. Well, as a physical therapist, my I have branded myself as a stress management expert for a long time now, and my clinical expertise is in treating the vagus nerve as a pinched nerve. And your vagus nerve is the biggest component of your parasympathetic nervous system, so it's what makes you feel calm, what gives you grace under pressure, what helps you stay cool in stressful situations. It counterbalances your fight and flight system. And Really, the vagus the, the vagus nerve has been such an incredible portal for myself and what it's opened up as well, because I would say that the foundation of all of our modern ills is a lack of a cohesive language or, you know, and what I would say is really more a cohesive cosmology that connects us across all dimensions. You know, we tend to solve problems very piecemeal. And my background is in treating chronic pain patients that haven't had success in other with any other practitioners. And so I just got lots of practice over the years of being thrown out of the box and trying new things and just seeing how different parts of the bodies were connected and really listening to people's bodies and listening to their stories. And your vagus nerve is also the bridge between your story and your body. It starts in your brainstem and goes all the way down to the pelvis. It uh, 
it innervates a lot of things. I'm just going to kind of skim the surface here. But as it comes out of your brainstem, it goes down towards your heart and loops back up to innervate your vocal cords. So I like to think of it as the nerve that allows us to speak our hearts. Mm, I like that. And after innervating your heart, it goes down along the esophagus through the diaphragm and innervates the digestive system. So you're, uh, and there it mediates the uh, muscles of your digestive system. It mediates inflammation. It mediates uh, digestive enzyme and bile secretion. And we also cannot absorb vitamin B12 without our vagus nerves. So your vagus nerve is also on a little bit more of a woo-woo level. It's, I mean, it's quite literally your gut brain. It's your heart brain. You have more connections going from your heart up to your brain than you do from your brain down to your heart. And your vagus nerve largely carries signals from your body up to your brain more than it has motor function down to your body. But it does, from a motor standpoint, it does innervate your vocal cords, your heart, and your digestive system. And as a physical therapist, my interest in it has really stemmed from its ability to mediate inf inflammation and also that it uses the same neurotransmitter that our muscles do. And so you get these really incredible musculoskeletal shifts when you address the vagus nerve. For example, when I decompress the vagus nerve at the base of the skull for someone or whether that's in person or remotely or show them an exercise how to do that themselves, it will shift knee biomechanics, it'll shift foot and ankle biomechanics, you get these really far reaching effects. And I love the magic show of all of that. It's such a fun thing just to, to get a full body response. Well, and I have to say, uh, yeah, I was so intrigued, like I said, the first time we spoke. And I love that the medical community as a whole is finally and, and, and perhaps this happened a while ago, but it just hit my radar screen probably in the last, I don't know, I feel like it was like two or three years ago, where they're finally saying, yeah, like, yeah, the, the gut is really important and kind of has its own thing happening and the importance of that. Like, I feel like that. Have you seen that as well? Like, they're finally realizing? I, it's, definitely, it's definitely becoming more mainstream. I've lived in the functional medicine community for well over 20 years now. And it's like, it's been around for a long time, but we've all been screaming into the wind right. about it. You know, it's been much harder to get heard. And the science is... I will say the volume of science is catching up. The science has been there for a long, long time, yeah. but we don't, you know, it takes medicine an average of 17 years for what's found in research to become standard practice. And at that point, only 20% of the research makes it into practice. Oh, wow. So that's, yeah. The slow moving chug of very slow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and the reason that I was so intrigued, well, and I, um, so again, I am not a protect practitioner. I'm not a scientist, any of that, but I've been aware through functional, you know, just my um, interest in functional medicine a bit and some personal experiences, um, you know, gut health and what inflammation does to the body and all of that. And of course we could go off on a whole nother tangent on all the autoimmune diseases, um, especially now, you know, now oh, there's yeah. logs and logs and logs of them, but, um, but I had not been aware, and I love that this vagus nerve connection um, and uh, the 
additionally, the connection to trauma that can impact that and how it's working. Do you want to talk about that just a little bit? Yeah. So, yes. So you're vague. We know that trauma always affects the voice and the breath okay. through the research and your vocal cords. Well, and I'll just say trauma is really physiologically measured through the vagus nerve very often. You know, when we have a lot of stress and trauma, our vagus nerves get dialed down and our fight and flight systems get way dialed up. And so we are constantly in a fight or flight situation post-trauma. Mm -hmm. And, but we know that trauma always affects the voice and the breath and your vocal cords and diaphragm, the muscle that you breathe with are horizontally oriented in the body. And so is the pelvic floor as well. And certainly in extreme trauma, some people will lose bladder and bowel control. And so we really embody stress on this horizontal plane in our bodies. Nobody experiences trauma and has a really great arm swing when they walk. We all lock up. Hmm. And these horizontal structures will compress the vertical structures that are going through them. And so I contextualize a lot of this around the vagus nerve because that for me is the most measurable piece of it, but you're also getting decompression of arteries and veins and lymphatics that go vertically in the body as well. And it's conceptually very consistent with the Chinese medicine concept of qi and where qi gets blocked. And these, these horizontal structures will block not only our physical structures and our physiology, but it'll block our energy flow as well. Okay. So let's, um, let's get like, bring it down away from, cause I, you know, I know your scientific brain, <laughs> uh, uh, is, um, like you have such great knowledge and passion for this area, but for those who, uh, aren't scientifically inclined, um, let's, can you share, uh, an experience, uh, that you've had with a patient where you created a unique impact? So people can kind of uh, get a sense of truly what your work is doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the most profound impact that I've had on uh, on someone um, what, is a number of years ago now, but uh, a mutual friend of ours called me and said, Melanie, I really need you to see my friend, and I'm going to pay for it. And I need you to see him as soon as possible. And I said, okay, you know, it was fine. It worked out that I could see him that day. And that's all I knew. And he comes into my office and he had a trauma that left him with an acute onset of hallucinations. Mm. And he was living in a nightmare where everybody's faces were melting. He couldn't make eye contact with anyone, you know, not with his partner, with, you know, not with me. And he was clearly terrified and distressed wow. about what was happening to him. And he had tried to get help some other places and had been turned away. And so, you know, this was really uh, not consciously in my wheelhouse at that time. And, and I got him set up with a psychiatrist, you know, like I, I was like, okay, well, let's just kind of, let's make some phone calls here to get you some help because, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not sure I'm the, like the end all be all solution for this. And, and it, you know, but I said, okay, well, I'll decompress your vagus nerve and then, you know, and get you set up with what you, you know, some other support services and we'll go from there. And at the end of our 
session, you know, about 90 minutes or so, 90% of his hallucinations had resolved. Wow. And he texted me later that night and said, Melanie, you saved my life and not in the cute kind of way. I was really planning to kill myself tonight if what you did didn't help me. Mm. Wow. I have a hard time even like putting the feeling that gives me in words. Like that's such a deep, profound. And like, I still, you know, like there's thing to have that sort of impact on someone's life and to, you know, and clearly I think the universe was conspiring for him, you know, and that I just got to be part of it. And what it really taught me, because I certainly came with all of my clinical expertise, Mm -hmm. but I brought all of myself to the table. I can be very intuitive uh, Mm -hmm. with people and give really good readings in that sense. And I just like, I just fully showed up. And that was a huge lesson for me too, about the magic that happens when you bring all of yourself to the table and don't just think like, oh, well, this is work, Melanie, and I'm going to leave home, Melanie at home. Mm, I love that. Yeah. You know, on a more, you know, I, I see volume wise, many more people that have things like back pain, and knee pain and things like that. And it's really, you know, but I often, I would say I almost always, except for the people that are already my clients, I almost always see them after they've been around the block a few times and seen multiple other practitioners. And I saw one, uh, one person I'm thinking of, she, uh, had not responded to PT locally. I'm in new Orleans and she, um, uh, was driving an hour and a half away to go to another physical therapist. And she heard about me from one of her friends and, when she got up after her session, I'll never forget because she was very confused about where her pain went. Like she was looking around the room for it, <laughs> like it must be there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then she was angry because she had worked so hard to get better. And she was angry that it was this easy and that she didn't find it sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I get that. You know, and for me, really, the greatest fun that I have now is, I mean, it's also fun and it's surprised, like it's endlessly, like, even though I know, you know, no matter how many times I repeat this and it works and, um, it, it always surprises and pleases me every time. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that fun? fun. (laughs) (laughs) But really what is, what is so exciting for me right now is how I can get these transformations with people online right? as well. And so, you know, and as we've, you know, and I've been doing online work with people for a number of years now, but, you know, now that we really, through the coronavirus pandemic, got thrown a little more deep into telemedicine. Uh, but yeah, to be able to shift somebody's neck range of motion or, you know, to shift their physical pain and then really to shift just how, you know, I guess to shift their story really and how life is showing up for them. Because I think stress lives very predictably in the body. And this is the thing that I believe ancient people really had down that we're missing. And this is the (laughs) benefit of having sort of a fundamental cosmology or fundamental language that connects seemingly disparate domains of study. Mm -hmm. The difference between acute subacute pain and chronic pain is that chronic pain gets locked into your limbic system, which is where your emotions are. And you cannot logic yourself out of your limbic system. You need a story. You need an emotional reaction to start to change it, all of the leading pain science experts will say that they love it when somebody gets angry or cries when they explain pain to them because they know they're going to get better. It's the people with a flat affect that they worry about. Hmm. And as humans, we connect with story 
much more than we do with process. You know, I can geek out and get excited about technical Vegas nerd things, but for most people, that's not really that exciting for them. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like, cut to the chase. Like, just tell me how you can help me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Don't need the whys behind it or the science or what it's connected to. Right. Right. They just, people just want to get better, but yeah. you know, and I, we know medically that stress is 75 to 90% of all dysfunction, but we don't really talk very much in depth about what stress really is. And this all came together for me in the throes of my own midlife crisis where my body was falling apart. I had a lot of foot pain where I had to stop running and my blood pressure was ridiculously high and my marriage was struggling and I had a professional lawsuit brought against me. And so everything just seemed like it was crumbling from all sides. And one of my real struggles with my business had been, you know, I like I have lots of letters after my name had really been like how I was going to show up because people really came to me more for my soft skills. And they liked it that I would uh, I could call out when they needed to not mess around with something and make sure they saw their doctor about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, that I had that judgment along with the, you know, discernment yeah. along with the soft skills. Well, I love that, that, that combination. I actually, that was like, bring all of you. And I think that's what a lot of business people struggle with because, and then you end up with this compartmentalization of all of you, you know, oh, there's I the, the yeah. you know, we have those like, pri you know, we'll call, I'm, I'm doing air quotes right now that no one can see, but you know, private struggle or yeah. overcoming, like, let's even call it private triumph that you, because generally even in our private lives, when we work through something, we have, we learn and we can utilize that to help others. But like, how do you bring that into professional you and, and is there a private you and a professional you and, and all of that? And where does the line divide? Right. So I love that you said like, it's embracing all of you and all that you can give and use to serve others. Yeah. And yeah, well, and I'll just, you know, right now the suicide rates among physicians and healthcare workers are really skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. And I think that this, you know, like I, I understand in medicine, you know, like especially in trauma situations and like, I mean, there's value in being able to compartmentalize under stress, but you can't stay that way. Yeah, And it doesn't serve you to divide yourself up and well, and I'm also starting to, to, as you say that, and I've, I know it's been, yeah, that, that, uh, that profession has had high suicide and levels of depression and all that. Well, just one, the fear of even acknowledging it because what that does to your reputation, et cetera, yeah. worries about that. But also what you were talking about earlier about how long, you know, 17 years from, you know, learning some new something that they then have to put through all the, you know, and I understand yeah. it, but the rigors of, um, of testing it and, and all of that. And then finally a few people are going to get it. But like, I also then start to visualize the constraints that that puts on the professionals. Like they likely have knowledge or ideas or opinions that they're not able to utilize at all because of their license. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I want to take a quick minute to share the experience that I had because of, and I'm, I'm going to laugh a little bit because I'm not going to lie, like halfway through our first session, I'm sure you remember this, I 
was like, this is definitely the weirdest way I've ever spent. And I think it was, I forget what night it was, but it was late for me. (laughs) Right, right. The the weirdest way I've spent an evening. Um, So, but I mean, it was amazing. I, so the reason, you know, I do have past trauma in my life and I have tried all the things you know, EMDR and counseling and prophetic prayer or not prophetic prayer, uh, theophastic prayer and uh, neuro-linguistic, you know, just all the stuff. And there were, you know, my body had trained itself and, you know, hypervigilance, huge thing, um, a physical response at just like minor little things, like being in the car, like if I'm not driving and some little thing happens, like huge response that I'm not in control of. It's just this like learned physical response and the tingling up and down the arms. So, and I will say just also feeling like basically I had, uh, I'm an energetic person. I love being around people and all of that, but I had created a um, protective barrier around kind of like me in the world. And that, again, even this hypervigilance or feeling of needing to hide a bit and be smaller and, you know, it's almost hard to describe, but, uh, and for such a long period, I mean, my trauma is over 15 years ago. Um, well, like the initial thing that I put as much of a stop to it as I could, um, you know, it was, it, it was someone that continued to be in my life a little bit because out of necessity, but, and, you know, and definitely continued trigger responses from that. But, uh, so that's why I was so intrigued when you, when you and I were, had our first conversation and I was like, well, wait a minute, hold the phone. <laughs> like, I want to try this out. <laughs> and so two sessions and I know I was just telling you before we started the interview, but, um, I almost can't believe it. And I hesitate because I just can't believe, but it's like a, um, there's been a lift like out of the way of my energy is the only way I can describe it, I guess. Um, it's just this extra energy and also feeling, I'll say I've always been like a trying not to let fear stop me kind of a person, but it was, I was pushing through more barriers again, just like this trauma stuff was like kind of in the way or something. And I just feel like that's been more removed. And I just feel like I'm stepping more into myself and just feeling more like myself. And again, I'm going back, you know, over 15 years. Well, and starting at the time when it, you know, myself got a little closed off, it's probably more like 20 or so, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just, Oh, well, amazing. That, <laughs> that, and in the hyper focus and moving forward with my business and like seeing this clarity stuff, like, uh, yeah, it, um, it's, it's been so yeah, what do you think about all that? Oh, well, it's, <laughs> I'm just like grinning ear to ear. And I will do a big happy dance when I get to take my headphones. off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this is what it, this is so much. To me, this is really like speaking to your body in its original language. And your vagus nerve is just sort of the wiring for that. And when I took that time to sort of figure out how I could show up fully in my business and not be kind of like, you know, have all these letters after my name and then be this other secret person behind those (laughs) letters. uh, One of the things that I learned was that mythology was a mode of communicating scientific information. So for example, the, uh, Numbers of the Earth's processional cycle are in the ancient Egyptian myth of Isis and Osiris. 
And so the story was a way they communicated the cosmology. Mm-hmm. And there are other major myths from other cultures that have the same numbers in them. They were quite liberal with the decimal points, but the principle is the same. And so that sparked uh, the first question I had in that, because the earth right now is at about a 23 and a half degree tilt. And I was like, oh, what's 23 and a half degrees from the midline of the body? Because as a PT, that's how we think about things. Mm-hmm. And uh, the opening where your vagus nerve exits your skull is 23 and a half degrees from the center of where your spinal cord exits. Hmm. And I, you know, and I know just from my collection of letters, you know, my schooling and collection of letters after my name <laughs> that, <laughs> that, I, that I have, you know, that there's 47 degrees uh, of rotation between your first and second cervical vertebrae in each direction. And I learned there were 47 degrees between the pole stars that our earth points towards over thousands of years. And that there's other 23 and a half and 47 degree angles in the body that I was very familiar with. And there ain't, and there are areas that I treat a lot, I've treated a lot over the years in people that have been struggling in terms of getting better. And so, and then there's research that shows that when solar and space weather disrupts the electromagnetic field of the earth, it's measurable in our vagus nerves. And the extent to which it's measurable depends on the strength of our interpersonal connections. And so this, I love this idea of just how we're, we're fractals of the earth, you know, or how that those mechanics are coded into us. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I have a favorite image from an anatomy book that I bought for some courses I started taking shortly after I graduated from PT school. And it's a compilation of MRI images to give you a 3D picture of what the ventricles of the brain look like. And the ventricles look just like, um, or the ventricles, they make cerebral spinal fluid. And the image looks just like the ram's horns that represent Aries in astrology. And in astrology, Aries rules the head. And so then I was like, oh, where's the rest of it? Hmm. Sure enough, it works this way the whole way through the body, that the way that your hyoid bone in your throat sits on top of your larynx looks like the symbol for Taurus and Taurus rules the throat. Our aortic arches are the same shape as the symbol for Leo and Leo rules the heart. And so it works this way the whole way through the body. Okay, wait, I got to ask, where's Capricorn? Oh, Capricorn. (laughs) Yeah, so Capricorn (laughs) rules the knees. Ah. So, and it's it's like, uh, it's represented by a goat. Right. And the, if you, so if you think of your kneecap, kind of like the face of the goat and your, uh, the tendon under your kneecap, sort of like the beard, uh-huh. uh, but the favorite Capricorn takes probably the most imagination for the symbol, okay. <laughs> compared to some of the other signs, but what I, Saturn rules Capricorn and long bones, especially are organized in little Saturnian rings hmm. in concentric rings. So if you mm-hmm. were to like slice your shin bone or your thigh bone across, mm-hmm. <laughs> you would see little, like lots of little Saturnian and rings there <laughs> under a microscope. And so wow. I, it really, um, uh, it's just incredibly, uh, you know, like these stories are just metaphoric for the function and for our physiology <laughs> yeah. and for the stress that causes the dysfunction. And this works across different, you know, you don't have to you know, quote unquote, believe in astrology for this to work at all. And I will say that astrology for thousands of years was medicine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the, uh, the 
biblical story of the temple of the Ark of the Covenant describes cranial anatomy in quite a bit of detail. And the Vedas also all describe our anatomy. The Hindu deity Ganesh lives on the underside of our brain where the brainstem is the trunk. He's an elephant headed uh, deity and the cerebellum are the ears and his eyes are the roots of the trigeminal nerve. And so I've turned all of this into a form of energy medicine. And, you know, which I love, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a double Aries. I very, I just, I like to just put stuff back for people, <laughs> you know, we'll just, you know, I'll teach you how to fix it later. But, uh, uh, but it's also, you know, the story is very powerful relating to the story is very powerful in terms of healing as well, because we literally live these stories and we have expressions even that, uh, go with them that, you know, when you talk about locking horns with somebody, you know, mm -hmm. that's your, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, your Aries or your Taurus or arguably your Aries and your Taurus within yourself together, locking horns <laughs> with each other. Your, uh, I'll say that's your heroics and your desires mm -hmm. being at odds with each other. And you can really extrapolate these, like as you boil them down into more simplistic language, you know, they're very useful. You, you can also, uh, I also teach them as leadership compression points mm -hmm. and business compression points. Cause certainly when you're being the hero in somebody else's story or satisfying everyone else's desires at the expense of your own, it's going to show up in the head of your business. You're going to impair your vision, hmm. whether that's literal or metaphoric. Yeah. And it shows up as neck limitations and, you know, in a more physical sense. And so for me, there are six major compression points, uh, you know, and people, and so you, uh, like, and I'll I very often just go through them in that simple language that it's, you know, you know, look at where heroics and desires are at odds with each other or where adaptability and emotions are at odds with each other or where inspiration and structure are at odds with each other. And so I have a whole process for evaluating that with people as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I just want to, um, for everyone listening, um, you don't have to know all this stuff to uh, get <laughs> to, to see Melanie um, and have her help you. But I swear, I have you ever done a visual of all of these connections? I think that would be really interesting too. Yeah. Not as... Um, no, I'll say short answer. No, like I need, some, <laughs> I need some graphic design help to get that, but it's all coming. I'm writing my book right now. So oh, good. It's like, so all of that, it's, yeah. it's all coming. And I certainly, if, and for people that are interested to see if this is, uh, to learn a little more, uh, if you go to embodyyourstar.com, it will take you to a free vagus nerve decompression course and it will email you, uh, more, lengthy one. And there's also, uh, uh, an infographic with the six compression points in archetypal terms, you know, just to think about like what, you know, where is the stress in your life and what does that mean? That's so funny. As I was just asking you if you have any, uh, visuals of what you're talking about, I was thinking infographic and uh, Fiverr, Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm a big fan of it's a, it's sure. a great I place. I'm not doing it for that, but yeah, no, I totally, uh, 
Yeah, no, there's more to more to come. And it's also, you know, I guess, you know, my own, you know, when I, as I have taught this over the last several years, I'm also learning to scale it and put it into digestible chunks because I yeah. love giving people a fire hoses worth of information. <laughs> right. Well, it, that's what happens when we're so passionate about something like I yeah. have to, yeah, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this can, can relate to that. Um, yeah. That you just, you know, you start down a path and before you know it, you're sprinting along and everyone's like, Hey, wait for me, right. you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I don't know. I need a little more time to digest. <laughs> right. Exactly. My legs aren't working as quickly. Yeah. So, um, exactly. yeah, bite size would be amazing. And that's one of my favorite things. Like when I'm putting together, like I'm working on a new program right now. And don't you find like whether you're writing or putting together a program, that is what really helps you clarify and focus on those little bite-sized pieces. And oh, really, absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. then it's of service to others too, because, but it also helps just in your own brain, like, do, 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 you know, like just yeah. put all the little no. pieces. Well, it is because, you know, right. Because it's my process. Yes, exactly. You know, it's like what I think is two steps is really like usually 10 steps. 20. For yeah, else. exactly. Yeah. You know, and so learning to kind of break that up mm -hmm. and, you know, and as I, uh, you know, play with new techniques and new applications of this work all the time, like I, I, uh, I, my youngest son has migraines and I, uh, I fixed his migraine a few weeks ago and he hasn't had one since, which is pretty, which is a big deal. Mm, <laughs> that's that? awesome. And it's, uh, and I was, my best friend here has migraines also. And she's like, Oh, well you need to do that on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I was like, yeah, I'm working. I'm trying to break it. Like I know what I did, but I'm trying to like, yeah, you know, but to break it down for teaching purposes is a whole different exercise. Yeah. I, I know it's funny. So like I said, I'm working on this program right now. And at first it was like, Oh, this is going to be one module that, you know, so, cause I've worked with family businesses for over 15 years and my programs are on the business side, but I haven't walked through the process that I take the families through to move through the tough talks. Right. And so, yeah. And I was like, Oh, I just need to add one module. Well, yeah. When I start putting it all down, I'm like, mm, this is like, this might be a whole new, like a whole separate program. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> when yeah. you start like really pull, but it is such a fun exercise and just pulling back to say like, what are the steps? And uh, yeah, it's always more involved than you realize, but yeah, just gaining that clarity yourself and then knowing that you'll be able to teach it to others. Well, um, awesome. So I, I want to, I know that uh, today's has been um, much more scientific and uh, wealth of knowledge. And so one, I just want to kind of highlight a couple of things that I heard, which is one, bring all of you, which I know all of us entrepreneurs, all business owners, uh, we all struggle with that. You know, when we're making our impact, which pieces of us do we pull into that and share and at what level, you know, it can be vulnerable and, um, and pulling what we do and, and creating like bite-sized nuggets so that it's more easily shared. It helps us clarify how to speak about what we're teaching and then helps us better do like it's easier to transfer the knowledge to others and help them do the work or possibly help others with, with what we share. And, uh, and I'm just going to say, you know, if you are experiencing, I have personal knowledge, so I don't normally, uh, you know, I don't normally have personal experience when I'm doing these interviews. And I would just say, um, again, I, I hesitate because it was, I, 
I almost can't digest like the transformation that's happened just in the in the couple of weeks and uh yeah. just, just but it's feels held, really right? miraculous like you've been pretty you've been nice and level what with you, it right like what, it's been steady the transformation has held I know you're waiting for it to go away well <laughs> I understand but it's well the, and just I know well and just is like really like really yeah. like kind of like the person who was mad like what like I've yeah. tried all these different things and and now boom. Um, but I didn't go to the angry place at all. I'm still celebrating. Like I just had a different little take on it. Like, oh yay, finally. But but again, just that like I almost can't believe it. And so, um, but please do reach out to Melanie. Again, she's at embodyyourstar.com. You can find all the information about her. And also that link will be at the show notes. And you can find that at defeatthedrama.com and then click on the podcast site and head to episode. 191. And I really encourage you to reach out whether you're a practitioner who would like to add additional wisdom and services to what you already do, or you're a person who could benefit from the impact that she's making in the world. Either way, uh, get in touch. And um, if you are struggling in your business or your nonprofit in your work to make an impact in the world, uh, reach out to me. You can find me, grab a spot on my calendar at defeatthedrama.com forward slash call. Yes, I am giving out some time on my calendar. You will have a breakthrough within 15 minutes. Thick. You're going to have 30 minutes on my calendar, though. Also, I am on Clubhouse. And if you are on Clubhouse and want to gain great value, uh, I started a club, Family Business Leaders. And it is a growing international community and we have rooms happening constantly and you can find the new calendar for that at defeatthedrama.com forward slash events. I would love to quote unquote see you in a room soon. So thank you, Melanie, so much uh, for everything that you've shared today. Thank you so much, Kirsten, for sharing your platform with me. I so appreciate it. Yes. All right. Take care, guys. Get out there and make your own great impact in the world and make it a great day. Mm -hmm.